Hello, everybody. Welcome to episode six of Nez Nation Live, your one-stop shop for everything in digital media, communications, and business in the 21st century. Um, I'm very excited about this episode here. We talked to life coach, Coach Jenny, um, about what does it take to be a life coach? What is a life coach? And also for you freelancers, you consultants out there, anybody out there who's even thinking about creating some wealth and income on their own, being a solopreneur, or a solo business owner, or just getting some extra money per month, you don't want to miss this episode because we're going to go in deep. We're going to go in detailed uh, conversation about how to do that. And we have a lot of fun, as we always do on Nez Nation Live. So welcome, welcome, welcome. I just want to get right into the interview. Here we go. who wants to create a life of your own, an independent life, thinking about freelancing, thinking about consulting, thinking about doing something online, which is just for you. And you can make your own money, be your own boss. You got to tag somebody, share somebody. We got to get this out. Okay, enough. Enough, Nez. <laughs> Without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, I'm super excited. I've been really, really, and, and you know, BS hosts say this all the time, but I really mean it this time. <laughs> I am super excited to have our guest. This is going to be a kick butt show. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to stop talking now. <laughs> Coach Jenny. Coach Jenny is the author. She is the author of Hilda. This is a book about a cartoon character who loves to tell you that you stink, that you suck, and that you're not good. And this book is, it's an awesome book. I haven't actually read it, <laughs> but I know it's awesome because I know the author and I'm going to read it. I promise. Coach Jenny, how are you? Good to see I'm you. Fantastic, Nez. Thanks for having me here. You cracked me up. I appreciate you know, it. You're welcome. You're welcome. So I'm going to, I'm going to share this out. Uh, why don't you do us a little bit of a favor? If you don't mind, I'm in a real goofy mood, Jenny. I can't wait. This is gonna be fun. We're gonna have a, we're gonna have a ball. Please share this out guys. Yes. Tell our Nez Nation live audience, if they happen to not know who you are, you know, you'd be surprised. I talk about you a lot in a lot of my content. Oh. Um, so they might know a lot about you. However, for those who've been living under a rock, tell our Nez Nation live audience just a brief history of who you are, what you do. What's your thing while I share this out? You got it. So hi guys, thank you so much for having me. My name is Jenny Mustafa Julak, but that's ridiculous. So everybody just calls me Coach Jenny. I am the author, like you said, of this book on Hilda. Isn't she cute? Cartoon character who lives in your brain and tells you you suck. Um, she is that inner critic in your head that is designed to hold you back and keep you stuck. I specialize in my coaching practice with working with solopreneurs who don't need another how to become a big deal in solopreneur world. All they need is somebody to hold their feet to the fire to help them get out of their own way. So that is what I do in a nutshell. So I'm one of those author speaker coach people. And <laughs> also, I know, right? It's like, I hate that, but whatever. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so I do life coaching for business professionals, I do speaking gigs, uh, and I talk about Hilda. I'm on a mission to make Hilda a household name. That's what I'm doing. Nice. Nice. Yeah. 
this is it's it's something that really resonates with obviously well not maybe not obviously but it it definitely resonates with something that you know my purpose as well i love how you said mission that's really important um let me ask you what what got you started in this because my story is that i really quite seriously had debilitating anxiety and depression as a young man for pretty much 10 years straight from 18 to 29 uh, almost 11 years what that's what got me kind of cooking in this whole world of how do I discover who I am and what's really happening inside me. I talk a lot about your inner game. Most people talk about your outer game, but we forget, especially in education. Most of you guys listening and watching know that I'm an actual writing professor and we don't talk enough about this in education. What got you into this sort of that inner, that inner demon, that inner, you know, cartoon Hilda, character what 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 prompted that was there something in your life that um you know created that sort of urgency oh man i would love to tell the story that you're expecting here right i would love to tell you the story <laughs> no, no i don't expect anything i just love i love it but no honestly i did not want to i did not want to write a book about hilda i did not want to be an expert on hilda so i've been coaching since 2006 so Ooh. I'm one of those people that have been doing this a long time. You never hear that. Most people coach for two years and move on to something. Right, <laughs> right. I'm done. <laughs> I've been coaching for a long time. And in my coaching practice, early in my coaching practice, I had a client and we were talking about, you know, her career and I was doing kind of traditional career coaching. What do you want to be when you grow up kind of stuff? And she was sending me her coaching agendas ahead of time and three weeks in a row, she was like, oh, this voice in my head, my inner critic, my inner critic, my inner gremlin. And she was using all that language that, you know, was kind of popular in the 90s. Yeah. And she got really exasperated on day three. She was like, oh, my gosh, I'm so tired of calling this voice who who is so cruel to me something highfalutin like an inner critic. I said, well, let's name her something ridiculous. I don't know. Let's call her Hilda. It was it took about that much time. Right. And so she cracked up, I cracked up. We started talking about Hilda as though she was on the coaching calls with us. Mm -hmm. And I thought, I'm kind of onto something, this is fun. But it really was just this fun little tool I had in my coaching toolbox. And as I got more clients, I would introduce them to Hilda at some point. Almost every client got an introduction to Hilda because it came up in my yeah. coaching. You know what I mean? Yeah. And over the years, it became the stickiest piece of content I had. But I wanted to be known because I'm a coach. I wanted to be known for positive things. Mm -hmm. I wanted to be known for audacity and all of these kind of badass bold things. Yeah. Not about a cartoon character who lives in your brain named Hilda. <laughs> yeah. Um, but eventually I realized that that was my Hilda talking. I was afraid that if oh, this nice. is what I was known for, that I would be negative. I'd be leaning towards the negative and it wasn't, I don't know fancy enough the truth right. is it couldn't be more authentic we were talking before we started about <laughs> yes. it could be more authentic than to talk about something ridiculous like we should play a drinking game like where where <laughs> we should have our audience if you're out there listening and watching and please by the way on the live we, we got some people pouring in right now let me know let me know you know that you're here because we can't actually see you unless you leave a comment maybe let me know where you're tuning in from and if you have any questions for yes. our awesome guest, please make sure that you leave that in the chat and I will get to them. I'm monitoring. I'm a monitorer. Is that a real world? That's sure, a real I don't know. I'm, <laughs> I'm monitoring the comments. I am monitoring the chat. This is a solo gig. I don't have a producer, an executive producer. And a, I know it looks like that with this beautiful set. Okay. But um, I'm monitoring the chat. So please, please, please 
leave questions if you have questions uh, for Coach Jenny. Yeah, I, I, it's interesting. Like, um, oh, I wanted to say the drinking game. Anytime, so we joked before we went live about how authentic and value and, you know, all these words and, and vulnerability. It's yeah. Because it's to us, to us, Jenny, it's like so unbelievably diluted. Like we've heard it a million times. But actually to a lot of people, like, you know, I talked to my audience and, and, and I told you before we went live, a lot of them are my students who are like between 18 and, and 25. They actually, those are words that actually really resonate with them. It's so interesting, but it's tough because we're in the business of getting our voice out there, producing, you know, clients, running a business. And anytime you're in that space, these words are just like floating in and it's out, ubiquitous. So- Right. It's so easy to make fun of the words just yes. because they've turned into buzzwords. And yeah. if you're in this field for a while, they turn into buzzwords and you make fun of them. But those concepts matter. They absolutely mm-hmm. do. I talk about it in my coaching practice. You know, Hilda doesn't want us to be authentic because if we're authentic, not everybody's going to like us. Right. So we're supposed to behave ourselves so that everybody likes us. Impossible. So how do you, how do you, how do you uh, help people? How do you, what are some things that maybe you can share with the Nez Nation audience? How, what are some 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 things that you discuss with your clients? And I, I don't obviously want you to give away anything that you know, like you're that, that you're not uh, you don't want to give away or nothing that's uh, you know <laughs> what I mean. Like I don't, I don't want you to give away your secret sauce. But but is there are there are there some things that you can maybe share some takeaways? Because I think and this is something that this is something that I actually realized and I talked about this. With my last guest, you know, I do career coaching, I do business coaching and executive coaching, and I found that this is something that's really predominant with all people is I I discovered that what I really do besides just showing them, you know, tactical, tangible things is I really try to discuss their self-defeating thoughts, which is what, you know, I think Hilda is all about. Yep. It's, it's almost like the conversation always goes there because it's just something that's so innate as, as humans. What are some things, if you don't mind, Jenny, sharing with the audience that you kind of approach the subject, that you talk about, and that you help people with? Absolutely. I am happy to answer the question. I will in a moment. But one quick note. If sure. I, I hear this a lot. Like, I don't want you to give away your secret sauce. If I could give away my secret sauce in a 45-minute podcast interview, there's no depth to my work. So don't you worry about that. <laughs> Okay. Exactly. Good. Like if you can give it all away in one interview, you need to go do some more work. Okay. That's yes. all. I'm yes. But yeah, yes. So Thank you. That's a great way of looking at it. I yes. agree. <laughs> You're not going to, you can't get there. So yes. let me introduce you to Hilda officially. So sure. this is what I do with my clients and this is how I help people, my readers, anybody who um, interacts with my work, yep. you meet Hilda. What, I, what that means is I want you to create a person in your head who has a, her own name or his own name right? Separate from you. So we're creating some objectivity between the messages, those naysaying messages that your inner critic fills your head with and your truth. So in a nutshell, what Hilda is, is a demented documentarian. Okay. Nice. Nice. Birth has been collecting every memory, every conversation, every time your mom told you to behave yourself, every one of those moments and filing them away very carefully. Yeah. But like a demented documentarian, she only screens the footage that she knows is going to screw with you because Hilda has one job, one job to keep you stuck. That's beautiful. Or not, Chica means well, right? Got 
good intentions. Because if you just listen to her, you will never fail again. Right. You'll never succeed again, but that's okay. You'll never fail again. Yeah. You'll stay safe and snug and, and stuck in your status quo. It's almost like a test. It's almost like the way I look at it is, you know, the inner quest is the, is the only, is the major quest to me. The outer quest is sort of this, like, um, how do I fit in? How do I make people like me? How do I, I want to look good. I want to, I want to look sexy. I want to, da, 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 da. you know, the outer game, the outer game, but our inner game, who are you? I see so many people working on their outer game and they look terrific, right? Sure. But as soon as they open their mouth, it's like, I, I've said this in my class before. I've seen the most beautiful people on earth, earth. That's with two F's. <laughs> I've seen the most beautiful people on earth on the outside. Literally their beauty deteriorates as soon as they open their mouth. And it's like, oh my God, stop talking. Please stop talking. You're getting uglier by the second. Yeah. Like looks only last about, you know, five minutes. If there's nothing, if there's no substance there. So I always look at it as, this inner sort of demon who I also call the eternal doubter, whose job is just to eternally doubt you. Right. And it's pretty similar to what you, this is why I'm so excited to have you on the show because mm -hmm. our, our gigs are very, very parallel. You know, it's almost like it's Hilda's meant to be there. Hilda is meant to be there. It sounds oh, like, yes. if you, you know what I mean? Hilda, when I started writing my book, I thought I was on a mission to slay Hilda, right? Like, mm. why wouldn't we want to kill this negative voice in our head? Well, the truth is, if you kill her, you become a narcissist. Okay? Very interesting. Wow. Like, Talk if, about if that. If you don't have that voice that's having you kind of check yourself every once in a while, it can be bad. The problem is when Hilda is running the show, when Hilda becomes the boss of you. Nice. Right. That's yeah. the key. So what my work is about is introducing you to Hilda. That's 50% of the battle, because now what you're going to do is recognize when you have a thought, whether or not it's true or it's Hilda. Right. Yeah. And then you start to differentiate this thought because I mean, psychology, right. Thought, feeling, action. Yes. Are you familiar with this? Your thoughts beget your feelings, beget your actions. So right. how you think makes you feel a certain way. And how you feel makes you behave a certain way. So if yeah. your thought is a Hilda thought, who do you think you are? Right? Very true. You have yeah. that imposter syndrome kind of thought. Yeah. And you feel inadequate, scared, less than, terrified, self-doubt, all the things you're talking about. How do you behave? Well, you sabotage yourself. Yeah. You don't put yourself out there. You hold yourself back. But if you can catch who do you think you are, wait a minute, that's Hilda speaking. What's actually true for me? Well, who do I think I am? I think I'm a total badass. I think I'm a this, I'm a that. Then you feel empowered, motivated, determined, maybe still scared, but you have more positive feelings and then you act accordingly, right? So then yeah. you don't sabotage yourself. That's really at a very high level what learning about Hilda is all about right. and doing it with humor. This yes. Is really important. Delivery is important, isn't it? Yeah. Yes, because uh, most people who talk about the inner critic get very clinical and serious. <laughs> do they do, do they adopt that whispery voice it's too? It's very important that you have the whispery <laughs> so voice. Crazy. I don't know. But it gets very serious, and um, I'm not very serious. Um, yes, I want to no. make fun of it because the voice that is – all the voice and all these messages that Hilda's spewing at you yeah. are ridiculous. So yes. let's address it with a ridiculous cartoon character. Right. Right. You're, you're fueling it. You're fueling Hilda by feeding her this importance, this sense of something that I talk about. I want to talk about YouTube because I know you've been really going all in on YouTube too. And we're going to talk about Nez Nation. Thank you, Chris. Chris says, great show. Chris McCombs. 
says, great show, great conversation. Thank you, Chris, in the chat. We're going to be talking about, so we're getting a little bit of a background, which is just, to me, this is everything. This is at the core of the core of how you can really be, just be human and be you, right? I mean, it's forget about money, success, and all that. But this, I think, is the, is the predication upon all that. Knowing who you are, understanding what's holding you back, discovering your purpose, and then, and then going all in, right? Um, you know, I, I, I feel like this is, this is something that when you, when you bring this up with your clients, when you're talking with your client, and you said you've been coaching since 2006, Correct. Is this, is this in that delivery, that humor, what's their reaction to that? And how, what are, what are some of the things that they react with? How, 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 what are some of your results? I think that's so cool. Yeah. I mean, it obviously varies by the human, but for the most part, the biggest takeaway is that we've, I've created a language that you can pick up very quickly to talk about these deep seated habits that we have. And that's what they are. They're not diseases you have. You don't have of self-doubt or perfectionism you have habits of those things and i create a a language that you can pick up very very quickly so like in a nutshell i have hilda has four bs beliefs i can't i shouldn't i don't know and i don't want right (laughs) four different bs beliefs that any of her messages they fall into one of those four categories nice my clients once they understand those four different bs beliefs they can say "Ooh, i don't know hilda is really screwing with me today yeah. I'm second guessing myself. I can't make a decision. And because they have that language and they have a way to kind of analyze what's going on, then they can bust out their toolbox and figure out how to deal with it. Right. Right. And then what's really fun is when we start combining these things. Yeah. A client once say to me, when I can't Hilda and I don't want to Hilda are in cahoots, I just don't. And I cracked up <laughs> because that language, if yeah. you're in my world, makes total sense. Yes. And um, it really just creates a, a way of addressing these things so that we can most importantly get out of our own way and get on with the business of changing the world. That's the thing. If you are listening to Hilda and she is running the show, you are squandering your potential. Right. And we don't have a lot of time, y'all. We no don't time. have a lot of time. And, and, and oh my God, I, I'm, I'm getting like... I'm just getting chills here because this is so, it's so important to me, Jenny. It's so, it's something I, I was held back. I was, I, in, in, in maybe what some would argue the prime of your life from 18 to 29, I literally every single day I was letting Hilda completely dumb. I mean, not only did she take over the show, she took over the universe. It was literally like, mm-hmm. it was like that, it was like a bad, you know, villain cartoon character. It wasn't even, it wasn't a cute Hilda. <laughs> it was like, it was like Darth Hilda. It was like, it was really, really bad. I could laugh about it now because yeah, I was able to walk through that hell and I would never take it back because I think it's made me who I am today, which is why I said it's absolutely essential that Hilda's there, like you said, and I love the way you put that. Um, it, 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 it's the reason, it's the reason I see the world today, the way I see it. It's mm. the reason, it's the reason that I got into, you know, the type of channels that I create, the type of video content that I create, the type of, you know, um, tutorials and, and, and information and engaging content that I try to create every single day it just, and it's selfish. It's not like, Oh, I'm trying to help people. And I'm, it's, it's actually selfish because I, I talked with a client about this last night. It's actually selfish because when I help people, it makes me feel damn good. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yeah. Like, I don't want to be this, like, I am like the healer and I just, I just want to help people. And which I do, like, I get a lot out of that, 
but really it makes me feel unbelievably good. So I want to talk to you. That's so cool. So let me, let me go through those four again. I, I can't, I can't, I shouldn't, shouldn't, I don't know. And I don't want that. And I don't want to. Okay. That's really cool. I love that. So, so let's talk a little bit about if it's okay with you, how did you create this, this beautiful business that you have, which I'm assuming you're doing this all solo, correct? Yep. It's just me. It's just, you know. yeah, same here, same here. And, I, and I, it's so doable. It's hard work. Mm-hmm. It's extremely hard work, but it's so doable. I want to kind of share with our audience, if you don't mind, Jenny, how do you go about, you know, creating a client list? How do you draw traffic? What did you do first? And then I want to talk about the awesome stuff you're doing with video and live streaming yourself because you are a live streamer. Coach Jenny is yes. a badass live streamer. One of those. Uh, and so, yes. And so we got to talk about that. So how do, how do, how do, how does Nez Nation start? If, if there's people listening who are like, wow. Uh, and you, you predominantly coach about Hilda or you have other, other kind of services that you offer? No, I am focused now. I used focused. to coach on just about anything. And um, <laughs> I mean, he, uh, just being really honest. The you multi-coach. Know, yes. Well, you know, when you're starting your business, it is about figuring out, um, where to get started. And I was yeah. 30 years old when I started my business, yeah. right? Don't do the math. Right. <laughs> um, but I was 30 years old. Where's my abacus? <laughs> and at that time I, I had been in government consulting, completely different world, but a little piece of my studies in grad school were about coaching and the methodology of coaching. I studied org development. I'm that nerdy girl. Right. And I knew back in, you know, the, early 2000s that I would be a coach, you know, after I had a whole career and retired, because at that time, that's kind of who coached. It was people who had had full careers, retired, and then became coaches, which were really mentors, but they were paid mentors. Right. Paid mentors. Yes. You know what I mean? So I thought that's what, what the vision was. But when I was 30, I realized that I hated my job. I hated my career. I, I was looking up the ladder going, oh, please, no. But I was still ambitious. Yeah. I didn't know what to do with that. So yeah. basically, I had this aha moment of, I don't know what I want, but I know it ain't this. Yes. And I started talking to other friends, and they were feeling that same way, too. So I dusted off my coaching work mm-hmm. and thought, what if I coach people on, I don't know what I want, but I know it ain't this. Wow. That was, my, that was how I started my business. And I worked mostly with 20-somethings because I was 30. And yes. I felt really strongly that I was not yeah, yeah, yeah. anybody older than me. <laughs> it was like yes. Hilda's like thing. Yeah. Um, but over the years I've worked Which with. Which is total BS. It's like total, it's total BS. BS. It's I total Hilda. That's ages. total Hilda. art. That's her. It's in her arsenal right there. Yes. But one thing I would say to Nez Nation is that over and over, and I have no idea if Nez says this, so I may be like totally like raining on his parade here. But no. one of the things I hear a lot of people say when you're starting a business, you need to figure out is your avatar. You need to figure out this perfect person and how old she or he is, what they do for a living and like draw out this little caricature of things. Now, again, I'm not, I'm not opposed to drawing characters, obviously, but (laughs) the avatar thing is overblown. What you need to do is figure out what problem you solve. Yes. Allow people to self-select if they are ready to solve that problem. So the problem I've solved has evolved over the years because I got tired of helping people figure out what they want to be when they grow up. 
You can yeah. only do that for about six years before you're like, enough. <laughs> and it's evolved a few times. So now the problem that I solve is I'm squandering my potential because I can't get out of my own way. Yeah. I don't know how to fix it, but I'm ready to do something about it. Oh, if huge. you're 25, 55, 95 and experiencing that, and then that's the problem I solve. So if you can be really good about articulating what problem you solve, then you package all of your services and products around that. Mm -hmm. So for me, that's the problem I solve. And the solution is introducing you to Hilda and learning and doing a deep dive. So you can buy a book and do the kind of one-on-one DIY work through my book, or you can be in the get out of your own way coaching program and get a master's degree in Hilda basically. um, And and dive into that. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. And that's like that, that what you're talking about there. So great stuff. Thank you, Jenny. I mean, this is Nez Nation. You guys should be taking out your, your pad and pen because she is dropping wisdom grenades. I'm not going to say value bombs. I'm not going to say value bombs. (laughs) Wisdom grenades. Okay. (laughs) That's Nez. That's I trademark that. Don't steal that anybody. I won't steal that. (laughs) But you're talking, this is, this is what's interesting with creators. This is what's interesting with coaches. This is what's interesting about people who want to do more than just your kind of typical um, nine to five office accounting spreadsheet copy you know memo i'm thinking of the the movie office space you know it takes creativity it takes creativity it takes um the energy the time and effort to as as jenny said so eloquently to discover what it is that you can solve right what problem do you solve but then the business side is that if you want to make money you got to get this idea out of your head that you know you're this unbelievable special snowflake that's going to save the world and it's selling out to because this is something that i talk with my clients and my business clients a lot uh, jenny is they consider it some some people actually consider it selling like i'm selling out if i advertise myself as uh, you know like i'm some kind of product. and i'm like wait a minute wait a minute wait a minute you got to get that mindset again mindset right there's hilda you got to get you got to eradicate that yeah. Because, you know, if you think about it, why do we buy, I always I'd say this exact thing verbatim to my clients. Why do we buy a vacuum cleaner? Why do we buy deodorant? Why do we buy a car? You know, why do we buy Lysol or whatever? Because it solves a problem. Mm-hmm. And if you can, if you can figure out, it's not about you, right? This is service mindset. It has nothing. People, Carnegie, Dale Carnegie said this in his book, uh, How to Influence People. He said, people don't care about you. They care about themselves. Yeah, I don't know why that's so rampant right now, that people are buying you. Right. There's a piece of it. Like, people need to know that they, you've heard the no like, and trust thing. Yeah. I think that it's- <laughs> another, another roll of the eyes, if you're listening to this on the I podcast. a lot. <laughs> but no, the thing is, you know, the no like, and trust thing, there's something there. It really is, somebody wants to know, can you solve my problem? Yeah. Do you get me? Do I get you? Are you the person I can trust to like reveal these things about myself? Do I feel comfortable? That doesn't mean, and this is one of my third rail frustrations. It doesn't mean we're like-minded. Like-minded is becoming this disease that we have in the entrepreneurship world where we're looking for like-minded people. Well, if you're only looking for like-minded people, you're not looking to be challenged. Right. Right. But that doesn't mean you have to go out of your way to find somebody who disagrees with you. I'm not saying you no, want no. To find somebody to, 
spar with all the time. But stop looking for people who already believe what you believe. Yeah. And start looking for people who solve, solve the problem that you're sitting with. Yes. And as an entrepreneur, think in that same, same way, right? People want to know who I am before they're going to tell me about their Hilda. I get that. And I'm kind of an open book. I, I, you know, here's who I am. I make fun of things that are woo woo and I'm a life coach. which is like, <laughs> that's, all, that's a contradiction right there. <laughs> right there. Like I'm supposed to, you assume I'm woo woo. I'm not yes. at all. Not a little bit. So, you know, I, I want people to know who I am, but here's what's funny. Most of my clients are woo woo. Yeah. Most of my clients are yeah. very, very spiritual people and they appreciate that I am a different voice, something that, that kind of uh, challenges them to be a little more practical. Yeah. And anyway, I had a point there and I've lost it, but it's no, no, you know what I love about, no, you have a, a great point. What I love about you is, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, I'm going to go ahead and sort of kind of uh, define what you're talking about loosely sure. define. What I love about you is you're sort of taking a tire iron to all these regimented formulaic, you know, procedures, applications, theories, and you're just bashing them against the wall because life is not like that. You know, yeah. you're a life coach, right? Life is not like everything you see in the human world, right? Like you see these buildings, they're like everything, all our rooms, everything's level, every, all our living spaces. You go out into nature, you go, you look at the sky. Nothing is like that. Nothing is like straight up and down. Nothing is A squared equals B squared equals C squared. Life's <laughs> just not like that. So I, what I love what you're doing is, to me, what I think you're talking about is, is be open to evolution, be open to adaptation, be open to flexibility. Yeah. And I think not taking yourself so seriously, not taking Hilda so seriously, this is actually, it's fun and games, but it's actually the, really a serious kind of gig. If you can cultivate, I, I, this is me now talking, not Coach Jenny. If you, and I think Coach Jenny, I'd love to hear her thoughts on this. If you can literally cultivate the way of living where you just add a little levity to who you are. I did a YouTube video that I'm so excited about. I'm going to be publishing tomorrow that really talks about this. Um, and you can start cultivating this, not taking yourself so serious. Watch what happens to your life. Like watch what happens to your life and not taking everything so serious. Because when you stop taking yourself so seriously, and it's not to say you're just this hobo, right? No, no plans, no goals. No, 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 no. Don't get me wrong. You're still ambitious. You still got your gig. You still are excited about things. You're not going to turn into this like inert monk on the side of the road. Um, but it's just this lightness starts to enter in, right? Coach Jenny, this levity, this lightness, and you're more able to kind of adapt and you're more able to be flexible and if things don't work out the way they work out, you, you don't get hung up on it. You just work. You go back to work, right? Yeah. So I love what you're doing. You're taking this sort of no like trust, an ideal avatar, and da, 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 and, and X, Y, Z, which it, it can, you hear it over and over again, especially Coach Jenny and I. Maybe a lot of the Nez Nation audience doesn't, but you hear it all the time. And what I think you're trying to say, and I'm rambling here, what I think you're trying to say is find your own path figure out who you are, figure out what problem you can solve and then monetize that. There's yeah, a really great I mean, way. Yeah. I get it. I get why the avatar thing, the avatar exercise. It is makes so sense. Fun. Even no like trust makes sense, but I get it. I'm not saying it's wrong. The no, problem is it turns into a book report that you're writing for yourself. Yes. Instead of actually putting yourself out there. If people would spend twice as much time 
asking for business as they do in the back cave thinking about their business. Yes. They would be twice as successful, right? Or 10 times as successful, really. You know, I have no percentages on that. I'm just going to make them up. By the way. <laughs> um, yes, Where's I'm our thinking, um, paging, our analytics team? Paging our uh, analytics 17% team? 17% of all people. No. <laughs> I've got six guys living in a closet who all wear glasses, and they're they're crunching the numbers as we speak. Obviously, but no, you, you know what I'm saying. I, I do think no, that uh, humor works for me. Humor works for you. It doesn't work for everybody. No, no, no. Um, and so that's where the authenticity comes in. I've seen a lot of people say, "I'm going to try to be funny now." You're screwed. Did You're you just screwed. say authenticity? Did you just say authenticity? I did. I said. <laughs> That means you got to drink, Nez Nation. I know. I'm only drinking water. I just I'm need drinking to drink you know, coffee. 9.30 in the flipping morning here. I'm not Salute. Hey, hey, Coach Jenny, salute. salute. There you go. You know, but, but no, it's, 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 to me, it's the same thing I tell my writing students, if I may, Jenny, and I'd love your thoughts on this. Yeah. You know, don't get hung up on the five-paragraph essay. Introduction, body, conclusion and you must have a thesis statement at the very bottom of the first this is the reason why everybody hates writing this is the reason why everybody hates english your words are magic the way you communicate is not a squared equals b squared equals c squared it's not one plus one equals two as a matter of fact in most instances it's one plus one equals two thousand because when you're talking about this dude when you're writing about the dude inside your chest nothing is black and white so I try to give, it's really funny. Like I'm surprised I still teach at some places <laughs> because I really give my students carte blanche. I try to really advocate creativity. And mm-hmm. this is why I'm talking about this so feverishly, what you're saying. And I love your almost irreverence for these formulaic concepts because formulaic concepts are exactly that. They're formulaic and human mm-hmm. beings are anything but formulaic. Well, and the thing is that the formulaic things aren't inherently bad. They're they're designed to help teach us to get better, but they can't eventually. Don't live and eat and sleep and breathe by them, right? Right, right. Yeah. Well, I mean, I know the five paragraph essay got in my way when I started Ooh. writing my book. You know, I started writing my book. I find that when I'm out loud and I'm live streaming and I'm talking, I, I'm pretty good. When Did, I let me ask you this: Did you ever use the five paragraph essay in real life? I can't think of a time. <laughs> Exactly. Government. Exactly. That's exactly what I'm talking about. This yeah, is why but, everybody hates you know, writing. It's the eighth grade English teacher that like sits in the back of your brain who's fed Hilda part of her documentary. Ooh, so when my fingers good call. Touch, my fingers touch the keyboard, mm. I get formal. Yeah. Right? Do you do you agree? Uh do you agree, Coach J? Coach J in the house, Nez Nation. Do you agree, Coach Jay, that you need to be very selective with what you expose yourself to, who you expose yourself to? And are there things that, you know, like, I don't want to say like a checklist, but you're like, these are things that really feed Hilda. And maybe you might want to be at least aware of them. Is there anything like that? Or am I just kind of like... No, you're on point. So I talk about how if Hilda was a real person in your life, you would A, at least spend less time listening to her, like avoid her like the plague, or B, eventually blow up and say, tell her what you have to think about her. But the truth is a lot of our Hilda comes from what I call human Hildas, Mm. right? The people in your life who... Maybe they mean well, but they say things that just suck. I I like to talk about Thanksgiving as a table full of human Hildas, right? We go home for Thanksgiving, and as they pass the potatoes and say, so how's your love life? There you go. Hilda's flying, flying, like, oh, my God, how do I answer this? You know, like, 
So those human Hildas, they are real. And so I, I don't tell people not to expose themselves to that, but we do want to wake up to the fact that everything you use, all the tools you use to manage your inner Hilda, that yeah. voice in your head, yeah. we want to use that with the people in our lives too, which means we're going to have comebacks for her and say, you know what? That's none of your business, you know, and find ways to um, build the boundaries to protect yourself yeah. from letting these folks really get under your skin. A lot of my clients, and I imagine a lot of the folks you work with as well, Nez, have the problem of obsessing about what other people are going to think. Yes. I yes. shouldn't, Hilda, right? That's a whole Especially my thing. students, especially, by the way, by the way, if I may ask, please, do you, do you predominantly, or do you even know, like, do most of your clients have a specific age range? Are they younger, older, mid, or are they just all over the place? It kind of varies. Cool. Um, it kind cool. of varies. I've worked with people as young as 22. Um, oh, nice. My clients are in their 30s and 40s, but I work cool. with, uh, I think my oldest client was 78. So it kind of oh, varies. Oh, nice. Um, and I, this is important for you to know, I don't just work with women. There's something about being a woman life coach and maybe it's the lesbian thing i don't know but everything <laughs> i only work with women and i don't i work with no. both men and women yeah. i have a lot more female clients because a lot more women res- resonate with hilda but i have male clients too so you know what's funny is i only work with lesbians it's really interesting i love that about you <laughs> all my clients are lesbians <laughs> i'm sure your clients are enjoying that one <laughs> um yeah no, uh, it's interesting because like my yeah i they they vary they definitely vary in their, in their, but it's interesting that you say that thirties and forties, that seems to be the bread and butter kind of sweet spot for me as well. And I don't know if there's any sort of significance to that. Or I I work with primarily, my coaching is primarily solopreneurs, right? And so because of that, a lot of people starting their business or ramping up their business are in their thirties and forties. It's a pretty common time to be in there. Um, but it's certainly not, uh, restricted to that in any way. That's where that avatar stuff comes in again. Right. Mm-hmm. If, if I said, well, my avatar is 38 years old and she lives in New York city and blah, blah, blah. Everybody is different. The people I work with are dealing with Hilda and don't want her to be the boss anymore. Yeah. Yeah. I okay. Fix that. Yes. Yes. Okay. Jenny is just on fire guys in the chat. Please make sure that you, if you have any questions, I want to jump into, so so we've, we talked about, we talked about the inner naysayer. We talked about Hilda. We talked about discovering what problem that you can solve so you can maybe get things going. Now, this is something, and I know you've been doing a lot of cool things, especially with video, which you know me, I'm a video live streaming nut job, absolute nut job, self-proclaimed. Although I think there are some doctors that would confirm this. Um, so how do you, how do you, Jenny, tell our Nez Nation audience. So you've, Understood that this is a problem that you can solve. Okay, let's say that you want to do freelancing for graphic design. Okay, I can solve people's problem for, uh, you know, their graphic design issues, you know, logos, creating branding, banners, website stuff, cool photographs that really implement for their business. So how do I, how do I get traffic? How do I get clients? What do I do? What do you do? And I'll tell you what I do. And we could really kind of educate our Nez Nation audience. Yeah. Well, I have to say that when I started my business, it's pre-Facebook, 
right? I mean, Facebook existed, but only for college. Not really. <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? I didn't have yeah. access. To it wasn't it. really Facebook until like 2009, 10. Really. Right. So the first <laughs> few years of my business, and this sounds just very racy now, but I got my first clients on Craigslist. Oh, nice. No, that's not racy at all. That's interesting. I mean, now I'm getting clients on Craigslist feels like, you know, racy, but, <laughs> but now, I actually I mean, got one of my first speaking gigs on Craigslist. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, when I was starting, it was a lot of listservs and, and like the, the internet way of getting out there is you would write a blog post and you would try to send it places. But before social media really took off, it was really difficult. And the yeah. reason I say that is for the people who are whining about social media right now, shut up. Oh my God. I, I mean, this whole Facebook thing, this data yeah. thing, it's just ridiculous. Well, whatever you feel about that, whatever you feel about that, you're entitled to your feelings. But for me, the way that I get the word out about my business is number one is live streaming. Live streaming is the biggest gift ever. Because when I started my business, I had to beg and plead for anybody to let me on their stage to talk to their audience at a certain time where everybody had to show up and actually care about what I was talking about. Right Now I can have a keynote presentation anytime I want by pressing a blue button that says go live. Awesome. Anytime I want. As much yeah. as I want for as long as I want. Yeah. Now, obviously, I need to be good at that. And it's there's definitely... Which you are. Which like, you are. I've watched you. But, you know, time. the thing is, everybody has to have their charming years. That's what yes. I call them. Charming you know, the years, years. Where you kind of suck and you look back in an yeah. embarrassment. Have I, mine I ended? I feel like my, my wife says mine have ended. Yours have ended. Okay. <laughs> My wife's like, yeah, honey, no, your, I, your charming years, your charming years died a long time ago. <laughs> now you're just a No, but no, it's, it's, it's true. Maybe my <laughs> wife is my Hilda. No, I'm kidding. No, <laughs> I I'm love you, honey. <laughs> but no, seriously, uh, live streaming is the best thing for me because it's a way for me to just showcase and demonstrate my coaching. Yeah. So I've been live streaming since really early days. I was on vocal. Do you remember vocal? V-O-V-O? No, I don't remember vocal. Yeah. Like I started live streaming literally on social media. This was two years ago on Periscope. Oh, and, uh, you're a newbie. That's, that's uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, but I mean, I've done over 150 broadcasts since then. And yeah. not to say that I'm anywhere near like, Oh, you know, but I mean, I love it. I just love it. And for this, yeah. one of the major reasons is what you're talking about right now. Well, yeah, exactly. I mean, I, I make fun. People who started with Periscope are now looked at as pioneers, but I started before <laughs> then. I just want to give credit. You were the original pioneer. An OG, right? Yeah, the OG pioneer. <laughs> um, but I never got into Periscope. I got obsessed with Blab, which is where um, I met a lot of people who eventually connected me with you at VidSummit, yes. right? Yes. So Blab well, I was like name. literally, and if you don't know what Blab is, Blab was an unbelievable platform mm-hmm. for just creating community, meeting people, friends. It was like the ultimate cocktail party online. It was um, but I was literally on the cusp when Blab, I think, was started. It was still around, but it was starting to die. Yeah. So, and Meerkat, I think, was starting to die too. And so Periscope was like the perfect fit for me. Do and you then still it, do Periscope? Do you still? You know, what's really interesting is I was going to ask you this too. I haven't done as much Periscoping as I am on Instagram Live, definitely YouTube Live, and of course, the behemoth Facebook Live. But yeah. I do still value Periscope and I still do it not as much as I used to. But that may change. I don't know. I still value Periscope, but not as much as I used to, to be honest. I never built an audience over there. And what's so funny is when Blab- Why not? Well, Blab and Periscope, I learned about basically the same day. I tested them both the same day. 
Oh, okay. I see. And on Periscope, I had a bunch of people throwing hearts at my face. And on Blab, I had <laughs> Literally. Two, two or three other people hopping on in the seats on camera with me. And mm. so on Periscope, I was talking at people. And on Blab, I was talking with people. Interesting. I like what and you so said. And so Blab won instantly. I'm like, I'm a coach. I can demonstrate my coaching right there. I used Blab to write my book. I'm not kidding. I would wow. say, hey, guys, I want to talk about Hilda and your love life. If you come on here, I'm going to record it and I might put you in the book. Let me help you brainstorm. So I used it to research my book, develop the concept. It was amazing. Um, So when it went away, I was one of those people that I'm still one of those people in the morning because it was such a special place, but a lot of people, a lot of people feel the same way. Oh yeah. Cause it was really special, but it was, it, I'm glad that it's gone because it forced me to face, to come over to Facebook. Right. And on right. Facebook, is that where you predominantly those, are? Is Facebook? Yeah, okay. Predominantly, and so all of the Periscopers were ready for Facebook Live, and all of the Blabbers were like, oh, "I need more people in the seats with me," and I was one of those. Right. Okay. I am no longer one of those. I love my one woman <laughs> show. I love to just get on there and talk and 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 present. I'm really comfortable with it. And why I love it so much is because it can allow people to interact with you. Yes. Um, I'm also doing YouTube. You're right. YouTube is my new focus. And, um, Oh, that's a whole nother world. To, to whole nother in. world. Are you doing YouTube live by the way? Not yet. Um, okay. I've done like a couple tests to make sure I can figure it out. Yes. Um, I haven't drawn a big audience over there yet. Uh-huh. So YouTube live hasn't been a focus, but I'm doing a daily Facebook live show and then produced videos over on YouTube. So you're doing this daily Facebook live show and, and I always like to say this, you know, video, especially live video, it humanizes you. It human, I've, I've got a relatively, I'm very appreciative of my YouTube channel. I've got a relative, relatively small channel, about 700 subs uh, and growing because I love, love creating. I'm just a create content creating machine. Um, but I've, you know, been able to accrue massive amounts of business just because people get a taste of who I am. I actually use it as a CRM tool. Oh, Um, cool. Yeah, I actually will have a, I created a very specific video that is me looking into the camera, literally giving my elevator pitch, if you will. Uh, I tell my clients this too. I go, put the resume, throw the resume away, do a video resume. People can see you, they can taste you. They can, well, maybe not taste you. (laughs) But you know what I mean? They get a better, they get a better nuance of who is this individual. They get a better vibe. And that's really, really important. They can sense your energy because you and I both have this energy that's really infectious. You know, it's almost like a fungus. And then you need to take ointment and antibacterial cream. Okay, I'll shut up. (laughs) That went south fast. That went south so fast. (laughs) But so, but so, so, you know, so yeah, I, I think that I think I love what you say about live streaming and definitely with YouTube because all you need to do is send a link. So what I do is when I have prospective clients, I'll send them a link to that video with a little bit of copy, just mm-hmm. saying, hey, you know, this is a, a, how my process works and I would love to hear from you. I'm happy to answer questions. Mm-hmm. So, and people, I'm telling you right now, Jenny, and I know you've probably experienced this too, and, and Nez Nation Live, if you're listening and watching, like, I can't tell you how many clients are like, have said this to me. They've said, Nez, there was 10 other coaches that I could have gone with the reason I chose you was because of your video. Your nice. video sold me because I got to get your energy, your personality, your, you know, what you, how you talk, how you communicate. 
And it's the same thing that for speaking engagements too. You're like, well, we saw your video on YouTube. We saw your, do you want to come talk to our conference? F yeah. Hell yeah, yeah. I do. Well, you know, Chris Lively was watching the show. I don't know if you're still out there, Chris, but Chris Lively was watching the show a little earlier here live. And um, she's a really great example. She's one of my clients. And it, the first time I met her, she, she was booking a, a call with me, right? To have one of those coaches call them breakthrough calls. They're sales calls. Let's be real. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Chris was hopping on that call with me, but Chris had spent the entire weekend binge watching all of my past videos, wow. right? I yeah. was visible at the Netflix of Coach Jenny. <laughs> and so she had binge watched everything. So she gets on the call. It was hysterical. She's like, hi. So I know I'm not allowed to say, I don't know. I try or um, like she like had this list of things she knew she couldn't do. I know that you're going to make me cry. I'm ready to go. And I'm like, and how do you pronounce your last name? It's that's what's wonderful about video. It gives people the opportunity to get to know you before if, if you're honest and yeah. you're on camera as you are. And yeah. I think a lot of people that are successful at using video have a, what you see is what you get on video. And yeah. And I'm definitely like that. And so I'm, I'm very proud of that. So when Chris got on the phone with me, she's like, yep, you're actually the person I saw in the video. I want you. And we've been working together ever since. That's um, actually really important to, to note is don't, you don't have to be, see, some people think that when you get on video that you have to like be salesy or you have to be like pitchy or you have to be this, like, it really bums me out. And I see this and actually even I see this people in our space sometimes do this really bums me out when they they kind of affect this voice where it's like hi i'm xyz and if you and then and i'm like you're not like that in real life dude you're just not well let's let's you don't have to do that he'll the screwing with you there right i think you said this earlier a lot of us are really comfortable talking about our content talking about us but then when it's time to start you know, pitching and, and saying, okay, it's time to ask for business. It becomes really uncomfortable. Yes. It becomes uncomfortable. And what do we do? We lean on examples that we've seen. Yeah. So I have noticed this and I am working on it. And when I catch myself, it, it's always like, oh, Jenny, really? You did that. But you're <laughs> having a great conversation and now it's time to go to the pitch. And you literally move your body and your voice changes a little bit. So if you're really interested in working with me, I don't know up here. <laughs> Suddenly, it's like I'm a, a 10 octaves up <laughs> whose voice is changing. Hello, yes. I'm here. Yes. And, and so if that's happening to you, it just takes practice. But you don't have to be smarmy to ask for business. Yeah. And you don't have to be all kinds of salesy all the time. So it's, it's a tricky little balance. But for my clients, what I have found, the problem isn't that you're selling too much and you're coming off too salesy. The problem yes. is that you're afraid to come off salesy, so you never ask for business. And then you just got yourself a glorified hobby. Right. Right. Yeah. I, I mean, it, and, and, and I'm not by any stretch of the imagination saying that once you get on camera and once you go live, everything's going to be beautiful. I'm actually saying, or at least I hope I'm communicating this, that imperfections are allowed. Be imperfect. Be fumbly mumbly. Just be you, be real, be honest. And I think that that honestly, and yes, I, I, when I watch some of my YouTube videos, Jenny, I love when you said you're like, oh, good. And the Hilda kind of gets really like, I'll, I noticed, and I, I really kind of did something about this. At least I tried to, I noticed that I say, you know, you know, you know, 
almost all the time. Uh, my well, wife picks on me. She's like, how many times are you going to check for comprehension? Right? Right? You know? Right? 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 No, yeah, exactly. Or like, like, a, like, like a seagull. Nobody's, nobody's perfect at this. I know Jenny and I make it look easy. <laughs> but no, I mean, on a serious note, Nez Nation, you're going to fumble. You're going to mumble. You're going to trip. You're going to fall. It's okay. Keep going. Keep moving. Well, yeah, I think Toastmasters, even if you've never been to a Toastmasters, yeah. Yeah, has screwed us all over because you think that there's somebody out there counting your ums and ahs or for me how many times there she is so right that's hilda oh my god everybody's watching me oh my god everybody can see my sweat stains oh my god everybody can see me blinking weird nobody cares nobody cares but i get it i completely get it too yeah let me i have to share this story because i don't think people believe me when i say it now but this is true story in 2006 when i started my business there was not a photograph of me on my website my website wasn't called Coach Jenny. It was called Live Audaciously because I wanted to be about an idea, not about me. Yeah. I did not put a photograph on my website for three years. Interesting. Why? Because you wow. would be able to figure out two things. I'm fat and I'm gay. Yeah. And I'm a life coach. And all the other life coaches are gorgeous. Right? <laughs> There's this, especially life coaching women. And for the women out there. I think you're gorgeous. Well, obviously. No, obviously. <laughs> hey, Ness, you have a thing up. for lesbians. Regarding obvious. <laughs> but no, you know what I'm saying? Like I was yeah. terrified that people would see the real me. And it has been something that scared me for a long time. So it took me three years to get a photograph. And it was like a black and white photo that I finally put on my website. And it took a couple more years before I would do a video. And then the video had to be from the shoulders up. Because if you saw the real me, you wouldn't want to learn from me. That's yeah. all Hilda and her body shaming thoughts. And so I think a lot of us have it in our heads that as soon as we're perfect, then we are allowed to step up to the microphone. So what would be your best sort of, because this isn't, I I couldn't agree more that live streaming and video, especially social media is an ultimate traffic generator, lead generator for all you solopreneurs out there, all you people uh, listening right now, everybody in Nez Nation trying to think about even you know, have the idea of doing something like what Jenny and I are doing and what millions of other people, there's tons of coaches out there and consultants making really, really decent livings. Mm-hmm. You got to put in the work, but video, video, video. I truly believe this is the dominant form of communication in the 21st century is video. I think it's probably already replaced texting. It will replace everything else. Um, FaceTime is huge. What would you say, Jenny? Cause you're good. What would you say are like your top tips for creating an, an, an authentic video? Yeah. So um, here is a fun tip for creating an authentic YouTube video. So yes. and this is actual strategy. Are you ready for this? Yes. Throwing down. What did you call them? We're getting, we're actually doing tangible advice now. What tangible kind of show is advice. this? <laughs> I know that when I'm shooting a video, I'm going to make mistakes. Hmm. I always make mistakes and you're aware of that kind of funny, right? Mm. So one of the things that I have done because on YouTube, the thing that YouTube cares about the most is watch time. Meaning that when they press play on your video, they stay to the end. So quick trick for all the goofballs out there. I put a blooper reel at the end of every one of my videos. Yes. I noticed that. And so those bloopers are legit bloopers from that taping. I just tape one long take, I cut it up and I move all the bloopers to the end and then I put them together in a funny way. But honest to goodness, this is the stuff that happens. There was, I I live in Los Angeles and I was shooting a video outside and I was 
I was trying to be serious, which <laughs> that's where I <laughs> forget that. Yeah. I was trying to be serious, but then suddenly we were having like, it was like a Barbra Streisand moment with all the transportation happening. The helicopter comes up and I'm like, <laughs> waiting for a helicopter. Then yeah. a train goes by. I'm like, seriously. The Russians was, are invading. <laughs> it was insane. And so yeah. I just cut together that stuff and people watched through the whole video just to see me make an ass of myself. Beautiful. Beautiful. So what that does is it gives me permission to make mistakes and be goofy. And then allow myself to capture that and show that because I am not perfect. Perfectionism is the worst thing in the world. It's, it's holding us back in droves and we have to stop it. So I want to be the model of imperfectionism. Yes. So yes, I think that's really key. The other tip I would give you is just press the go live button. You and I met at VidSummit which is a conference for a bunch of nerdy uh, people who want to live stream and use YouTube better. Yes. Right? I mean, that's honestly what it was. <laughs> that's and a perfect was, description. You know, it was, that's what it is. Yeah. And it was just a bunch of geeks bumping into each other with their cameras. And um, <laughs> that would be a good, actually tagline. Hey, come to vid summit. It's a bunch of geeks bumping into each other with cameras. <laughs> what it was. I mean, nobody was, I mean, they were all like, that's everybody perfect. was walking around like this. That's perfect. what it was. And the fact it. that I can reach my camera right there shows you how geeky I, I would go to a conference that had that as a tagline. <laughs> you should make that a thing, Ness. I'm serious. That's, that's awesome. <laughs> but so we're at this conference and, and uh, we're, you know, that's where I met Nez. Uh, thanks to our, 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 our friend, Ross Brand, that we both yeah. know. And, we, you know, we're walking around and I was planning to learn all about live streaming, but then I started paying attention to YouTube. And so I want to share this tip with you guys too. I have been going about social media backward until I went to Vid Summit because I had been going about social media with step one. Hi, I'm coach Jenny. Do you love me? Do you love me? Do you love me? Okay. Now that you love me, might you listen to what I have to say? Yeah. Now that you've listened to what I have to say, you should buy my shiz. Right. (laughs) It's the no like trust factor. Yes. 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 On YouTube, it's completely the opposite. Yes. It's paying attention to what people are searching for and saying, hey, I have a message that would help. And while you're here, listen to two or three more. And now, by the way, my name is Coach Jenny. Yeah. Do you like me? Yes. Buy my shiz. Put, right? putting, so, putting the audience first. Yes. And it's I, putting the content first. It's, that's so it. Yeah. That's what the key is. And that's what I took away from Summit. That and biggest takeaway is just to press the damn go live button. We're so afraid of starting and we feel like we need to come up with this epic strategy. You don't need to have a strategy. It doesn't need to be a weekly show or a daily show. It doesn't need to be a show. Just get yourself in front of a camera and start talking. I, 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 you know, it's interesting. I, you know, I love what you said there and everything you talk about with the video tips, those are huge, solid tips. And it is a really great conference. Don't overthink, don't overthink anything. If you're listening and Leland says, Leland's in the house. I want to give a shout out. Leland says, so I need to do blooper reels now. Yes. <laughs> I want to see them Leland. Leland says, LOL. This is why I love this girl. Yes. Isn't Jenny the best? She is just awesome. Um, you know, don't overthink even starting to become a freelancer, starting to be a solopreneur. You know, you're not going to figure every single thing out. Believe me, Jenny and I did not. Nobody did. You're like, what's an invoice? What's a business account? How do I transact? How do I, you'll, you don't have to, if you, if you have analysis, again, there it is. Mindset, Hilda, the eternal doubter, analysis, paralysis. You're you're never going to start. You're never going to start. You ask any successful person, 
you ask any business owner, especially in the online space, you kind of just, it's really a lot of trial and error. Same thing with YouTube, same thing with video creation, same thing with live streaming. If you never press that live button, if you're constantly thinking it has to be this, it has to be that, it has to be perfect. I have to nail this. I have to make them buy. I have to, it's, it's just not going to happen. It's just totally not going to happen. So Jenny, I just want to say it has been an absolute pleasure pleasure having you on the show go ahead if you don't mind just really quickly thank you everybody for watching and listening by the way chris leland uh you know i i i just want to say um how awesome it's been you've just been dropping some serious wisdom grenades tell our nez nation audience really quickly before you go and i'm going to leave everything in the show notes and if you don't mind going into the comments after on the live stream and leaving all your information there in the comments, you can leave as much as you want, but okay. tell us just right now where people can find you and how people can get a hold of you. Yep. On social media, absolutely everywhere. I am coach Jenny. That's for the folks on the podcast. It's coach Jenny with an IE coach Jenny with a Y is a different chick. Um, <laughs> and you can find me at CoachJenny.com. If you want to learn more about my book, you can go to Hilda, It's also on my website. Um, the book is available in paperback ebook and audiobook. So if you would like me to read it to you, I am happy to do that for you. I'm hysterical on two times speed, by the way, just hysterical. <laughs> um, if you're interested in working with me, I'll also drop the link below. If you're interested in learning more about working with me, step one is for us to have a chat. Um, if you're like, mm, maybe I'm not sure, go check out some of my videos like we were talking about before and binge watch me like Chris did so that you can get a sense binge. of whether or not I might get you and you mm. might get me. Um, but bottom line, if you are in your own way, and you recognize that you're just, you're on the brink of greatness. You know that you're meant for so much more and you're so frustrated that you keep sabotaging that. I can help. Call me. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you so much, Coach Denny. And on behalf of Nez Nation, we are so gracious and so awesomely grateful that you, awesomely grateful. That doesn't make any sense. It sounds good. It sounds good. Hey, hey, don't I look like a writing professor to you? Anyway. (laughs) Uh, we're so, we're so grateful to have you and we, we really, really thank you. And by the way, just really quickly, again, everybody listening and watching, I'm going to leave everything in the show notes. Make sure that you click subscribe. This is Nez Nation Live. This is the hub. This is the headquarters. The only place you need to go to find out everything that's happening in digital media, communications, and business in the 21st century. We love y'all. We love y'all. Keep tuning in, keep watching, and we'll see you next time.